Welcome to Foundational You with Dr. Dean Hackett, the home of biblical teaching and cultural impact. We are so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Dean, read his blog, and find more episodes at fdeanhackett.com. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Foundational You. I'm Dr. Dean. I am so glad you have joined me today for our study. We're going to be looking at part two of this study on dealing with the death culture. Today we're going to look at what is the biblical perspective of human life. I hope you will stick around and join me in this really important study. You know, the, the uh, pro-abortion, the pro-death culture that today is, is so very uh, upset and angry because of the overturning of the Roe v. Wade by the United States Supreme Court and sending it back to the state legislatures to decide in each state, which is where it belonged in the first place. But they're very angry and very upset because they have adopted a philosophy of uh, life that really isn't a philosophy of life. It's a philosophy of a death culture. And we discovered last time that is because it is founded upon the basic foundation of the theory of evolution. And the uh, another uh, foundational stone of it is the worship of Gia, the worship of Mother Earth, the worship of nature. In other words, they simply have the wrong deity. That instead of worshiping Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, and the creator of the human race, they have chosen to worship nature. They have chosen to worship natural selection. They have chosen to worship that mankind is simply another animal that through natural selection has evolved to a higher level and even inside the, uh, the evolution of mankind there are certain individuals who have evolved to a higher level of the humankind even than, than, uh, than the average person and so they have special place. Now we're seeing it go even further. They're wanting to play the role of God and using uh, the um, CRISPR and transhumanism, they are wanting to develop an even higher level of human being uh, that is transhuman. And Elon Musk is working at developing a uh, uh, netting that can be inserted over the human brain that will allow them to connect to computer and through uh, general AI or even super AI, they would be able then to have another level of human being that's even a higher level of evolving than what, what we have. And by using CRISPR and altering the human DNA, then they might be able to create still a higher level of human being. This, this is where it's all going. But dear ones, what is the biblical perspective of all of this? And, and where, where do we take a stance? If we're authentic disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, how do we view 
this whole ideology and what needs to be our position. Well, we discovered last time that, that the first thing we need to understand is that because there's life in the womb, it's not just accidental. It's not just the connecting of the sperm with the egg. There are millions and millions every year of, of sperm and egg that connect but do not, do not result in, in the conception of a human life. And the reason is because every human in the womb is there by God's design. We have said it's, it's uh, as it said in Psalm 139, verse 13, you formed me in my mother's womb. There is life in the womb because God, the giver of life, put life in the womb. Life is not accidental. You may go, well, my parents said I was an accident. Well, maybe in their mind, but not in God's mind. Someone may say, but I, I, was, I was conceived through rape, and so it was an accident. Maybe, maybe in the minds of those two people, maybe in the minds of that, of that uh, perpetrator that violated that woman, but not in God's mind. Just a quick illustration of what I'm referring to. There was a woman that was raped and she refused to have an abortion. She gave birth to a daughter. That daughter became a huge star on Broadway. In fact, she was the first woman before Liza Minnelli. She was the first woman that commanded the stage of Broadway single-handedly and to packed houses night after night after night. Then Billy Graham came to New York in the 1950s and held a crusade in New York. One night she went to that crusade, gave her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. She ended up leaving Broadway and becoming a singer for the Billy Graham Association. Her name was Ethel Waters. And I am so thankful that her mother made that decision. And she is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. There's life in the womb only because God chooses to place life in the womb. And your birth circumstances, someone else's birth circumstances, may not be what you would choose and may be looked at in the human mind as an accident, but not in God's mind. The scripture says God has you written in a book and everything about you was written in that book. The color of your hair, the color of your eyes, the color of your skin, the race that you will be, how tall you will be, how short you will be. Will you be big boned? Will you be fragile boned? That, uh, you know, finely boned. God, every, everything about you was written in a book. And if God had a blueprint for your life, then that means he also had a purpose and a destiny for your life. And indeed, he does. And a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ fully embraces this concept 
of life in the womb, that every pre-born child in the womb is there by God's design. They're there by God's design. And that connects directly to the fact that we must embrace the fact that evolution is an atheistic ideology. It was conceived in the heart of an atheist, and the strongest proponents of it today are atheists. And, uh, and therefore, it is an ideology that should not be embraced by a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, how, how sad it is to report that so many Christian universities and seminaries are beginning to embrace a, quote, theistic evolution, unquote, a theistic evolution, unquote, saying that God used evolution to create the earth and to create mankind, and that it wasn't six literal days, it was six eons of time. But boy, when we look at Scripture and it says the evening and the morning were the first day, and we realize it's saying that Almighty God's time clock goes from evening to evening, and that that is one 24-hour turn of planet Earth, that Almighty God is saying, I did this in six literal days, that God spoke it into existence. It didn't take eons of time. A true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ fully embraces that Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 are exactly what happened. That is God's description of how created the earth and created mankind. That mankind did not spontaneously evolve from some sort of swamp goo and then evolved into a human being. That Almighty God created us and He created the heavens and the earth in six literal days and created mankind. There are two very important reasons why that is critical to an authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first is because if you, if you, if you completely revamp Genesis 1 and 2 into theistic evolution, then you are doing serious damage to God's plan of salvation that says the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified before the foundation of the world that the Lord Jesus Christ knew and understood what mankind would do with His volition, that He was created with Almighty God in the image of God with the volition, and He would choose to sin, and Jesus made the choice to come to earth to be the Redeemer of mankind in everything that is described in the four Gospels that brought about salvation and redemption of mankind, that all of the prophecies about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament that are fulfilled in the New Testament, that all of those, they are, they are, completely, they are completely distorted if you embrace a theistic evolution. But more than that, our true image and who we are and why we are worthy of redemption is completely distorted by evolution. That instead of us being created by Almighty God in our mother's womb, in the image of Almighty God, 
We are, we are just some cellular mass that has evolved. But that's not what God says. Listen to God's own words found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us create, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Look at that. Mankind didn't evolve from the animal kingdom, and we're just a higher level of animal kingdom by natural selection. No, we were created by Almighty God as a whole nother species of being. There was God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, archangels, cherubim, seraphim, and the animal kingdom. And then Almighty God chose to create a whole new species of being and insert them right beneath him, ahead of the archangels, cherubim, seraphim, over the animal kingdom. He created a new species of being, human being, mankind, and we were made in his image. And so it goes on to say, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Almighty God, Almighty God created us, formed you in your mother's womb according to his blueprint that he has for your life and purpose and destiny that he has for you. Almighty God has a purpose and destiny for your life. He created you with that. Wow, that is beautiful, isn't it? We fully embrace that. And so every authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ truly is committed to the belief that every human being from the womb throughout all of life has worth, value, meaning, purpose, and destiny. And so we give honor and respect and worth and value to the preborn. Because look, look at what God said in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. God says of Jeremiah, now, the word of the Lord came to me saying, this is Jeremiah talking. This is God saying to him. Now, the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. See what I said? He was written in a book. He was written in a book. God had him written in a book. Before you were formed, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. God had a purpose and destiny. He knew everything about Jeremiah and had a purpose and destiny for his life. And he does for you. That's why it says in Isaiah chapter 43, you are mine. I have called you by name. 
And when you go through the fire, you'll not be burned. When you go through the floods, you'll not drown. No, because we're His. Listen to what happened to Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus, and Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. Listen to what happened. So, so Mary has arrived at her cousin's home, Elizabeth, and listen, listen to what happens. This is, this is so beautiful. In Luke chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to hopscotch through verses 44 to 46. Listen, listen to what. And uh, in, in verse 39, it says, In those days Mary arose and quickly went into the hill country to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. Look at that. The baby heard the greeting of Mary, the mother of Jesus, knew that Mary was carrying in her womb Jesus, the Son of God, his cousin. And John, in Elizabeth's womb, leaped for joy. He had emotion. He had recognition. Now listen, it goes on. And so Elizabeth spoke with a loud voice. And this is what she said. <laughs> she said, uh, As soon as the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Now, as you read, as you go on and read, you also discover that uh, Elizabeth and John the Baptist were filled with the Holy Spirit at that same moment. The pre-born baby had recognition, had emotion, had a soul and spirit and could receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit while in the womb. See, every, every true and authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ gives honor and value and worth to the preborn because they're made in the image of Almighty God and they are fully human in the womb. They have viable life in the womb. Every authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ gives honor, value, respect, worth to every human being regardless of race or color because they're made in the image of Almighty God, created in the womb by Almighty God. God designed them to be who they are. Every authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ gives honor and value and respect and worth to the elderly because they were standing on their shoulders. They, in their wisdom, in their creativeness, their giftedness, have passed down to us gifts and skills and the like. We're standing on their shoulders and we honor them, we value them because they still have worth and value and wisdom that we desperately need from them. 
every authentic disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ gives worth and value and honor and respect to the disabled. Whether, whether they're disabled by a car wreck, whether they're disabled or infirmed by cancer, whether they're disabled and infirmed from the womb with, uh, with Downs or with some other, we see their worth and value because God created them and they are special gifts from God to us in our life and we give them worth and value and respect. That is how we deal with the death culture as authentic disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that that is in your heart and you see that same value and that same worth. God bless you. Thank you for joining me in Foundational You today. I hope you'll join me in our next session. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. This Christ-centered biblical training is a ministry of Spirit Life Ministries. We hope that you are blessed by this podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more information or questions for Dr. Dean, please contact us at the website fdeanhackett.com.